Hello, hello. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Go Beyond Numbers. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. We've got Tony Rose, the star of the show from Rose Snyder and Jacobs LLC, joining us momentarily. But we also have a special guest on today's show that we're super excited to bring, ab bring about, and we're also going to take a little bit of a different approach in today's episode. I'm going to throw things over to Tony here in a minute, and he's going to you know, get the conversation underway with our guest. And our guest that is joining us is Miss Kathleen Adams. Now, Kathleen is the founder of Second 50 Financial and as a financial planner for over 20 years, Kathleen is in a really cool sector of her business. It's really in the lifestyle preservation business. So she and her team have developed this unique process in order to address the expanded needs of really successful business owners, entrepreneurs, families, and help them really maintain that wonderful lifestyle, uh, you know, because they ultimately require a different kind of financial plan. So Tony's going to get into this in a little bit with her, but really it's this idea of what she's calling lifestyle preservation planning. So I'm excited to hear this conversation. I'm sure you're interested in, you know, getting into the weeds of what this lifestyle preservation planning looks like. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to Tony to get the conversation rolling so that he and Kathleen uh, can dive into this pretty interesting and exciting topic. Tony, take it away. Thank you, Ryan, and nice to see you, and nice to see everyone who is looking in on this uh, webcast. Uh, this is going to be kind of fun for me. I've wanted for a long time to be able to share with the people that follow me some of the people in my life that I know that have made an impact on me and people that we deal with over the years. One of those folks is Kathleen Adams, who I've known, I don't know, 10 years or better, and who I think has something interesting to say about what she does. And the object of today is to explore with Kathleen who she is, what she does, why she does it, and maybe ask some questions that you might be asking of someone like Kathleen in the future to help inform you on how to make better decisions and better life decisions. So, hi, Kathleen. Thanks for coming and spending time with us today. Hi, Tony. Thank you. Hi. You know what? Uh, Ryan did a very nice job of explaining a little bit of who you are, but I'd like to get a little deeper into that. So tell us, what is your background? How did you get to where you are today uh, and, and uh, doing what you're doing today? Well, I had sort of a untraditional path to doing what I'm doing. Uh, started out, my degree was in the biological sciences, and I thought perhaps I was going into dentistry like my dad, but that didn't, that didn't feel right. And I would tell you that I got into doing what I'm doing because of what happened to my dad. So briefly, I'll explain that he lived a fantastic life and had a fantastic income. He never planned on quitting dentistry because he loved it. And when he was finally forced out due to health reasons, he was not set up properly. And I couldn't believe it because we'd all lived such a great lifestyle. He took care of us so well. And I realized that he had people around him, excellent CPA, excellent uh, mortgage person, banker, insurance, but nobody ever really looked at the big picture for him. And I like to say the right hand never looked at what the left hand was doing. So I 
I decided I needed to go figure this out. My dad deserved to have a really good lifestyle. <clears throat> he was in his 60s, almost 70 at the time, and it just wasn't working out. So I literally went back into planning because of him. And he was also the one that inspired me to believe that no matter what happens to you in your second 50 years, you can reach for a bigger, better future no matter what. So that also inspired the type of planning that I'm doing right now. I went back to school at UCLA. That's, I think you know that, Tony, that's uh, to do my financial planning and then the Booth School in Chicago. I, I actually I actually didn't realize that, that you did that at UCLA. Mm -hmm. um, so so, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about who you do what you do for. Who do you do well, it for? Yes, we we work with people approaching <laughs> excuse me, approaching or already well into their second 50 years of life. That's the name. And the reason is is because these people have a totally different mindset than when you're in your first 50 years. Honestly, whether you realize it or not. So we decided we wanted to really look into who they are, what they want, and what their worries and their fears are, and develop a whole different process for planning for them. And we call it lifestyle preservation because I want them to be able to continue enjoying life even when their business income stops. And it's not easy, especially for successful people. So these people are usually families, you know, they're usually family men, women. And they've often devoted their entire life into building a really great business. They're usually first generation business owners, sometimes second, but they are self-made success stories. So I just, you know, I, I know that these people, I know how they feel. I know um, many of their values and I love exploring to find out what they really want for this second 50 years of life. So, and, so how do you help, how do you help them understand uh, what it is they want. Why don't they know that already? They've been around for a while. They've had life experience. What What is it that has changed that makes them uh, unsure? This is, that's a huge question, Tony. People honestly do not know what they really want during this time of life. They've never sat down and said, if I could spend my time now doing anything in the world, what would that be? Because most of the time it's been based on their business or their family. They've never really sat down. What, do, what does my ideal day or week or year look like when I'm not working? And the interesting thing is that's the only thing that we can really be certain to plan around. It's what you want because that won't change. What is going to change is all the rules we live by, the world we live in, all of that is going to keep changing. And so when we're planning, if we have this firm idea of what people want, then we can manage around that. We can plan around the uncertainty. We can change the tactics, the strategies, because we're always going for a certain goal. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I, I guess in, in, in a sense, when you're, uh, starting your career when you're bringing up your family and you're helping your children launch, uh, maybe many of the decisions are, are made for you, or at least the course 
is set for you because what you want is your children to be happy. You want your families to thrive. You want to be able to have enough resources to send your kids to college if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that. And, and then the kids leave home and I guess maybe there's that question, what's next or is that all there is? Yes, there's something absolutely inspiring about having a bigger purpose. And the majority of us, including me, and I know including you, Tony, it is about our families. You know, So the, the majority of the time we're trying to help them have a wonderful, wonderful life, stay protected, stay healthy. But what we want to do is we want to open the door to people in this time frame in life to expanding opportunities. And we have some really fun ways of doing that, but we want you to start to think about your life in terms of new goals. And the goals are not just to play with the grandkids and play more golf and travel. Those are fine, but those are not, those are not new goals. We wanna open the door to more opportunity. And once we do that, it, the planning gets really exciting. And, and the third, so we have to, I should go back. We have to install, we have to plan for financial confidence. So we can talk all about what you want to do and how, what the new goals will be, but we need the financial confidence to move forward. And the second phase though, is this opportunity planning. So as we discover what you really want, what are your opportunities? How could we go about making some of this happen? And what if it could happen? This is, this is a big thing for people in the opportunity phase. But the third one is you will also need the vitality to go forward and enjoy the second 50. So even if we figure out what you want and we get you financially confident, if you don't have the health and the energy and the vitality, you're never going to enjoy this time frame. So that actually is a third phase to the lifestyle preservation process um, that we're very, very excited about. That's, that's, re that's really interesting and, and summed up in those three words, confidence, opportunity, and vitality or health. Uh, don't all investment advisors do the same thing? No, I don't believe they do because we're going, we've left the status quo in doing what we're doing. And we, we've decided there's so, there's such a need for going well beyond investment management. All the basics in financial confidence have to be there. And I think it's, it's the majority of the focus of investment advisors and many financial planners. But I, I've started studying and going down a path where I believe that the world and our future is so much bigger. I believe we're going to live so much longer that it really, it really forced us to change the way we do planning and changed my mindset. And then my idea is to inspire my, my group to change their mindset. And I don't think then, you know, the average financial planning practice has a goal to do that. I believe I was inspired by my dad and now by my studies and my learning and my team feels exactly the same way. So we're different, just like you're different, Tony, exactly, exactly why you and I know each other. So, so, so tell me something. What's the most often asked question 
that your clients or your prospects ask you about money? Because of the time frame that the people that I serve, it's usually about how am I going to have a lifetime income stream, live the lifestyle I want and not run out of money and followed by how in the world can we plan for that when we don't know how long I'm going to live? That's usually what they come to me, to us first. Are, are, are most people facing a very different set of lifestyle choices once they stop uh, earning income from their services? Is it, is it a big come down for most people in terms of their ability to spend money and feel free to make money choices? I would say, well, it, it certainly depends on the level of wealth that they've attained during this time. But one, one client put it to me like this. He said, it's so different when you start using a finite amount of money versus having fresh money come in through earned income. So again, because there's a mindset shift and you're starting to use your wealth versus then build wealth, it's difficult to think about, can I still have this lifestyle? Is it really okay to spend on a, a trip to Europe or a trip around the world when, you know, I, I might need this money in the future. So I think um, for some people, lifestyle does change because they think they have to change. So when we start setting up our financial confidence plans, looking at the income stream and all the related things that go with it, tax mitigation, asset protection, state planning, we have to first look at how are we going to get this income stream. And depending on the lifestyle that people want, we will encourage them to keep earning income in some way. It doesn't mean they have to stay doing what they're doing, but that may be a very important option for some people. Uh, because I would rather see people earn a little bit more income doing something they enjoy than give up the lifestyle that they've worked so hard for. And I think also that it, it very much depends on how much they want to do for their families. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of variables in that question. You know, one of my... One of my greatest fears, Kathleen, um, is is also one of my greatest desires. I certainly want to live another 40 or 50 years. And one of my greatest fears is that I live another 40 or 50 years. Yes. And this is so real. Um, we've been studying this. I've recently just had several conferences around longevity. Longevity is going to be within the next five to 10 years, we're all going to be pretty blown away at our potential for living longer. And it is going to create financial challenges. But again, as I talked about before, if we know what our goal is, then we have to keep adapting and changing our tactics. And one thing might be, if we are living longer, and I believe we will, and if we have the opportunity to stay really healthy, I also believe we have that. If we have the opportunity to start to regenerate our life, meaning maybe even anti-aging, then I believe people will want to keep active longer in some sort of potentially money-making opportunity. Um, I believe that that's going to be important. But another thing that's important and that we're focusing on is how can we get more passive income coming to you? So that's a whole different conversation, which I won't get into, but 
if you're focusing on multiple sources of incomes and, and ways to use that, then you can you can have an income stream that's going to last a lot longer, um, last a lifetime for you. So so let's get a, a little a little granular. We we talked about confidence and opportunity and vitality, um, and and I know I know your partner David Swift, uh, um, and and uh, you know about me a lot because uh, uh, you've provided some services to me in the past and in, in in all in the sense of disclosure. So I like Kathleen, and and. How, how do you help people gain confidence? What is it that you and David do to help them get that confidence? First, the first thing is simplifying the complexity and bringing complete clarity to the situation. Uh, oftentimes, people are so busy running their businesses and being involved in their life and their family's life they really haven't had time to look at the personal economy, your own personal financial situation. We, we bring a lot of clarity to that and simplicity. So that's the first thing we do. And I also believe at this time, there's often, if you're married, there's often one spouse that really doesn't understand the situation, almost doesn't have a desire to. So again, we try to address this with, here's a nice picture, here's how it looks, here's where you're at. And that's the very first step, once we know what you want. So we start with that, simplify the complexity, we put together uh, the picture, and then we examine it together. It's very eye-opening for some people to see that. Do, do, do you start with what people want, or do you start with what people have? We start with what they want. We, we need a discovery meeting because everything, once you start looking at what you have, people start limiting, telling you what they want. So we always start in discovery. Why, why are you here? Why did you come to see us today? Um, we, we certainly wanna know what their biggest fears are. That's always in the background. Even the wealthiest of people have these fears. Right, and then we also want to know what they think their opportunities are and, and what they want. And ultimately, honestly, if you start looking at everything that you already have, it it you don't get as much honesty and clarity on the side of what you really want. You're always going to be held back by what you're looking at, if that makes sense. You know, I I I, I know for me, I want I don't want to be scared. I want to. I want to have confidence. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what people that are listening and watching us today would say their immediate want is. Um, and I, I think Ryan and I talked, uh, I, th I think some, some uh, video casts ago uh, about the difference between, as I recall, Ryan, wanting and doing, do you find most of your your clients want stuff or do they want to do stuff? That's an interesting question. You know, I would say it's a combination, but if we keep talking through it, so if they say, I, oh, I really want to travel more, 
or I really want to pay for my child's education, my grandkids' education. They could start with simple things like that, and then they could go more broadly into, but I want to make sure I'm not going to run out of money myself, even though I want to do that. I would love to have a second home, and I would love to have a beautiful pool or live by a beach, but again, I don't want to run out of money. So we start to put those, those wants and do's together, and what it comes down to usually is something as clear and simple as, I want complete financial freedom. Whatever way I set this up, I want financial freedom to pursue the life that I want, and financial freedom will encompass all of that, right? And you're only going to have financial freedom if you have financial confidence to begin with. So what? So so I was going to ask I was going to ask you a question. Uh, tell us some stories about mistakes that people make that you observe, um, uh, and 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 maybe maybe uh, mistakes is a wrong word. Maybe it should be. Tell us the path that you see people going on that tends to get them away from what they want and not towards what they want. So these are supposed to be hard questions, Kathleen. So basically, if, if we look at it through the let, let's do let's have an example um, a family that perhaps came in with three adult children and had worked really hard and had sold a business and had a really good amount of money, a large amount of money. And I think the mindset at that time was, uh, oh, I want to I manage this correctly, but it was also, I've never had this much money and I'm sure I will never run out. So what happened during planning is that they, they got very excited about having it and they were bringing in all the tools and strategies that they were reading about and hearing um, for tax mitigation and for passing family wealth and for setting up a new real estate development company. And the reality is when we looked at it through planning, if we had taken all those different strategies and put them out there, their money would have been dissipated down to about 20% of what they originally had and not without a lot of risk. So. I think one of the, the biggest problems is that people jump to using tactics and tools and strategies before they lo actually look at projections. And that especially happens when the wealth gets bigger. They believe they have capability of doing things and we believe they need to see projections first. Let's look at that through a scenario, look at the probability of success, and then I really believe you can make a better decision. And maybe it only needs to be tweaked a little bit. But I think that's one thing. They jump to the tools and tactics that they're reading about. Sometimes they hear from their other advisors and they haven't really looked at the big picture. Uh, idea. So, so let's, let's talk about um, your relationship with other professionals and your client's relationship with other professionals. Uh, how, do, how do you relate to the other professionals in your clients' lives, their attorneys, their accountants, their insurance people? What, what is their role and how do you coordinate that stuff? They have an essential role. So there's absolutely no way financial advisors, planners, investment advisors can work alone anymore. There is no one-stop shop in my view. That's done. So it's essential that we get to know our clients' advisors, 
and that we are all completely willing to work as a team and have an intentional purpose. So in our industry now, this is kind of a buzzword. Oh, you know, I take a team approach and I quarterback or I do this. I think what's missing is that there will be times on a team where one professional advisor has to take the lead because it's essential in that particular area we're working on. And I think the other piece is, let's all be extremely intentional. So if I, as the planner, my team has put together a wonderful plan based on what the client wants, then we're going to come to the team saying, we need the tools, we now need the expert strategies and the tactics, let's come together and you know, put this together for them and then let that professional take the lead. I think the only thing we always want to make sure of is that we're going in the direction that the client wants. All the professionals are working in that direction. I don't believe they always do. Yes, I agree. I mean, we need all we need to pull the wagon in the same direction. Um, yep. And and it really isn't about the professionals being successful. I think it's about the clients being happy. Um, we, we, we've got, oh, I don't know, four or five minutes left. Um, tell, how do you keep yourself up to date and informed about stuff? And what kinds of stuff do you try to learn about, think about? Uh, how do you keep yourself um, uh, that vital part of, of the planning team for your client where you're bringing fresh idea, fresh thoughts, uh, up to the minute stuff. So that's a great question. Kind of, a, I'm going to keep the answer short. As far as what I do personally, I, I rely on my team approach and my resources. So we have David Swift is my business partner. He has a fantastic planning capability as well. And we, both of us always are on top of continuing education in our industries because this world is changing so rapidly. We both got um, extended degrees or extended education in advanced planning and investment management, just as it pertains to planning for families and clients. And we both feel very strongly that we need to continually go outside the box. And what I mean by that is I belong to professional groups that are not just about financial planning and investment management. Those groups are important. South Bay State Planning Council and the Financial Planning Association, the Investment Wealth Institute, very important and we do get a lot of great content, but we're also constantly studying what's going on in the world. And the world is hugely changing and so much of it is positive. So we're always trying to bring in what we learn about the world. And we can tell you, I can tell you that I've gone as far as studying quantum physics, um, trying to understand how are all these amazing health breakthroughs coming in, regenerative medicine, anti-aging, longevity. So in, in my world, I find it very, very important to keep up with what's going on that's going to extend our life. What can we do to help our life? Who are the resources? Where are the resources? Who are the people? Where are the mentors? Who can we use? And we bring those not only to our practice, but we want to bring them and help our clients become aware of what's out there. Wow. Wow. Oh, my. And, and the time has flown by so fast, Kathleen. I so appreciate you 
taking your time and, and sharing this wisdom with us. So on the chance that someone listening or watching this might want to get in contact with you, what, how do they do that? Um, they can just contact me through my office. Um, and I have a website. You can look at the website. It's uh, www.second50financial.com. It has all of our contact information there. That's www.second50financial.com? Yes, and it's S-E-C-O-N-D, 5-O, financial. Perfect, perfect. Well, Ryan, I think this was fun. What do you think? You know, Tony, I thought it was a great conversation today. And boy, we are super thankful to have Kathleen jump aboard the show with us today. I think all, you know, it was a great conversation all around. And, and Tony and Kathleen, thank you guys both for, for jumping aboard the show and, and being with us today to kind of share some of your insights. And uh, it was fun seeing you, Tony, in the host seat today. It was, it was a unique little uh, perspective today. I think we might have to follow suit down the road. That, thank you, Ryan. Uh, not as good as you, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> In due time, my friend. In due time. But hey, look, we want to take one final moment to thank you, of course, our audience, for carving some time out of your day to jump aboard with us here on Go Beyond Numbers. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard today, please remember to like the content, comment on it, subscribe to the platform that you're seeing us on or watching or listening. And then, of course, share this information with friends, families, business owners that you think would benefit from this type of these types of conversations. At the end of the day, they're meant for you. We're going beyond the numbers, providing industry insights that could ultimately enhance you, your life, your business. So for Miss Kathleen Adams and Tony Rose, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're saying so long and thank you again so much for joining us on today's edition of Go Beyond Numbers.